0: Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to get into today's show because I have the super cool Wanda Allen with us today, and I've known Wanda for years now, and I've had the pleasure this last year of of hanging out with her a little bit and getting caught up, so I'm super excited for her to be sharing her expertise and all the things that she's up to and just interviewing here today. So, Wanda, I want to say hello to you and welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show.
1: Hi, well, thanks so much. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited. Let me tell you a little bit about Wanda and you'll know why this is such an important topic to sales and selling and how she helps her clients. So Wanda is a national speaker, coach, author, and award-winning business owner. Wanda Ellen is also the author of Follow-Up Savvy and Follow-Up Sales Strategies. Wanda had a 25-year corporate career where she held the position of Senior Vice President for 15 years, so she knows her stuff. She has a sales background and worked with sales teams throughout her corporate career. She's an expert in teaching entrepreneurs, business owners, and sales professionals the necessary systems and processes to Follow up, which will increase pipelines, improve sales performance, and increase client retention and become more referable. So all things that we want, especially on this show, I mean, you I never get enough of these conversations and I know our listeners can't either. So excited to hear from you just, just all the ways that you've been helping your clients and how you support them. So we'll definitely get to that. But before that, Wanda, we want to know about you. So whenever we have, especially when we have sales experts and follow-up experts on the show, we want to talk about, you know, for you, how you broke through, because most people love to teach what they've broken through or love to teach what they what they learned at some point. So, and maybe this this was part of your corporate career but go back when you first started out in sales and selling what limiting beliefs did you have if any
1: yeah oh i did definitely because coming from the corporate career i sold products once i got into my own business i was selling myself oh, and right things that i created and it's just different you know i was selling another company another product but now i'm selling me And my primary limiting belief is, will they believe that I can help them? Will they trust me to sign up for my services? Am I qualified to do this? Even though I knew I was, those limiting beliefs, those resisting thoughts kept would pop up that throw me into doubt. And so that was my primary limiting belief. Well, Am I enough?
0: Do I have enough experience to go out there and do this and create this business? And it's such a, it, we, we hear this one over and over and over again. And yet, and it's the one that stops so many people. And I'm, I'm certain that many of our listeners have struggled with this, or maybe in this moment are struggling with it. So let's dive into it. So then, you know, you kept going in your business. Somehow you were able, you know, in spite of this, or you worked on that limiting belief. So think back when you had your first double, your first significant sales growth in your company. After that, what did you believe about sales and selling?
1: Okay. So there was a specific moment, a specific event that changed everything for me. I realized after this moment, I was selling. And the best word I can use, I was so stiff. I became, And I know it's because I was full of angst. I got to mm-hmm. make the sale. I got to make the sale. I got to get it. I got to get in clients. And then one day I went to an event that I spoke at and I was not feeling well. For me anyway, when I'm not feeling well, my guards come down because I don't have the energy to be stiff and full of angst. So I get up there and I speak and I got more clients than I ever had. (laughs) Wow. And what I realized was I was too stiff and I was too full of angst and anxiety and concern and doubt. And once I let that go, I felt like the flow showed up. The clients were, I think that stiffness Probably was a turnoff or there, let me say this, it was creating a disconnect. Not that I wasn't getting clients because I was, I was making sales. But in this particular event, when I let that go, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe it. You know, when you have moments where you like have to pinch yourself and say, did, did that just really happen? And, and I had to ask myself, what was
0: different? What was different today? And that's what it was. So interesting. So that day, you, you, because you were fail- weren't were feeling well, so you just didn't have that, you weren't connected or I'm not connected, but you weren't attached to this, the outcome so much. So, so the next time you went to speak, then what was your new belief you took with you to release that angst and to move into, I'm guessing, so I'm guessing you took this forward somehow. How did you take it forward with you?
1: I did. Because what I realized is I'm here to help those that are ready for it. If they're not, that's okay. It's just the wrong time for them. And so I took that really just calmed my mind down because when I wasn't feeling well that day, I just realized I can only help those who want want it and are ready for it. Right. And it released me. And so I took that mindset with me from that day forward that it's not about me. It's not about them. It's it's about the time. And if they're ready, great. And if they're not, that's okay too. I want to make the sale. I want to help as many people as possible. But I I'm not coming from a forceful mindset.
0: I love that. I'm sure people are writing that down because it's, it's so true. And especially when you're a speaker, I mean, it's hard not to be attached. If you're speaking for free and selling, like you need to make some money. So we go in there and it's like, okay, I got to do this, but that's, that is freeing. And I, I'm sure that having that belief also ignited your confidence because it sounds like you were coming from a place of, well, you know, I'm here to serve and I'm going to help those people who are ready. And if they're not ready, it's okay. So complete detachment. So I'm, I'm curious about this, Wanda, let's go there. So let's say, Let's say you're, you're in front of the room, because we have a lot of speakers who listen to this. You're in front of the room. How did you maintain that detachment? Like you're looking out at the audience. What were you telling yourself? What were you saying to yourself as you were looking out at these souls who are looking back at you? So I just
1: really keep myself in my heart when it comes time to share with them how I can help them. And it was getting out of my head. And that was really messing me up being in my head. And I just, it takes me to such a compassionate level, you know, and I help them understand I've been there if they're struggling and I know how to get out of that chaos is what I call it in the follow-up world. And that I feel is what's making
0: the connection. Yeah. Oh, so brilliant. So actually that feeling of coming from your heart and making that connection. And, you know, there are people who really, who talk a lot about that, of, of that, that, you know coming from your heart. It's very spiritual. It's very connected. But I I know as an audience member, You can tell when a speaker is in their heart and not in their head. I know when I'm in my head, I don't make any sense at all. And I just, it doesn't, it doesn't flow well. When you slow down and you move into your heart, that's such a great way to think about it. It's a different kind of connection and people do respond to that. So thank you for sharing that. And so, so for those of you who are speakers, like write that down, you know, am I coming from my head or am I speaking from my heart? Because people will, will sense that. So let's talk about selling from the stage a little bit. I know there's people who listen. I know you've been doing this a long time. You know how to do it. And it's not, you know, it's different than selling one-on-one because you're in front of a group. What have what you found? I'd love, okay, so I'm, I'm really going to stretch here, but I'd love for you to share two strategies that work for you that have helped you double your sales in terms of two strategies that you employ when you sell from the stage. And then I'm asking a lot today, Wanda, but then I'd love two strategies that you also use in the other part of your business that have helped you double your sales. So maybe from the front of the room and also then, you know, when you get home.
1: Okay. So from the front of the room, it's what we've talked about. It's really mindset. And I, when I, it comes time to sell, I come from a place of service and that has really helped me. And then the other mindset and belief, it's a belief. I know I am a full fledged expert in what I do and knowing that and having that belief just is uh, it, what it does to the confidence level is unbelievable. And I'm sure you've heard, you know, people buy confidence. Yes. And, and that, and it's getting me to realize and understand and believe that I am an expert. And when I got that, when I got my brain around that, it, the best feeling is I am in my lane. I don't worry about the sales coming, I don't worry about, I mean, I want it there, but I don't worry about competition. I don't worry about any of that because I know that I'm in my lane and doing what I'm meant to do. And that, give, that confidence level really helps coming from the stage because I am an
0: expert and I know I can help and I know I can be of service. I want to stop you for a second because I want to make sure everyone heard that. Every You know, anything that comes after I am is true. And oftentimes we say things that aren't, don't serve us very well that follow, you know, that follow the words I am. And, you know, we can get stuck in our heads. And so saying that to ourselves, I am an expert, is so critical. And so, Wanda, how – I mean, obviously you have the experience, but, you know, you had the experience behind you. You've been doing it. And so there's – you had the physical you know, the, the worldly knowing and the past experiences show that you were the expert. So we could say, oh, that's there, but it's, it's different from going from, okay, I have the experience and now I actually believe it. I've had a lot of clients talk about the imposter syndrome, like feeling like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to find out. I'm not really an expert. I mean, because, you know, really there's no test to say, oh, I'm an expert in, in sales or I'm an expert. There's, it, it's a knowing, it's a trusting because, you know, you've helped so many people, you've made a difference, you've done it yourself. How did you get to the point where you could actually say, I am an expert. Because I practice what I teach and I know it works. Oh, enough said. That's right. Like So it's so important for all of us to be practicing what we teach, right? And, and to continue to work on ourselves. So perfect. Okay. So now I want to draw you back to So that was from the front of the room. What are the two top strategies that you employ? And this isn't the part where you're going to teach us yet. So I don't want to confuse you because I'm asking a lot today. But what are the two strategies that you use after you leave an event to close more sales or even you know to get more corporate clients? What are the two top strategies you use?
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) I follow up. I I guessed that that would be one of them. Sure. Right. (laughs) Yes. That is the number one
1: following up on those conversations or those leads. And I'm, because I do work with corporate clients. I work with sales teams. And again, it's, I just had a meeting last on Friday with a huge corporation that that could be like, it could be amazing. And again, it was walking in there with so confident being so good. And I told them, I said, I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed, nor will your team. And how do I know that? And that's getting the experience, getting the, the clients, uh, the other sales teams that you see what they've experienced, how how much they appreciated it, how much they used it, what clarity it gave them. So it's, it's getting the, the work that will help build, your resume and your confidence and to where you like, I can say that you will, I, he will not be guaranteed. He will not be disappointed. And so that's really powerful for me. And again, if for some reason he didn't move forward, I just, will. You know, it's not the right time, but if it is, I know I can help you and I can help your team. So it's like, let me help you help them. Cause you know how that goes with sales managers, regional sales managers, sure. CEOs. Let me help you help them. And we're a partnership. And so that's just so that's invaluable. But you know, it's it's
0: like I said, getting those clients and getting that built up. So following up critical, which we're going to talk about in a moment, and then having the confidence to stand in that. Sure. Especially when you're talking to a vice president of sales or a sales manager, we can look like the competition coming in there. We don't want to take their jobs. We don't want them to have any fear. So I love how you said that, you know, we're going to do this in partnership so that we can, I want to help you help your team. I love that. I mean, who would say no to that? So we're going to hold the space that that closes for you because that sounds like a perfect client. So let's, let's keep going. So you're, let's say you're going, you know, into a corporation or you're speaking from the front of the stage I want to I want you to really take some time to share with us your top strategies I mean you are an expert in follow up you're an expert in sales strategies and I'm going to ask for three so what are three things that you could teach us today that we could all implement immediately and move forward with to to improve follow up yeah to or just whatever the two to three strategies are that you want to share with our listeners things that you teach Okay. So the first thing is changing your mindset towards follow-up work. It's
1: very heavy for a lot of people and there's a number of reasons, but it's just recognizing that it is some of the most important work that needs to be done because it's what's going to build your business. And the bottom line is if you're not following up, you're losing business. You know, that's, that's just the truth in the matter. So that's the first strategy. Second strategy is making it a daily priority. See, people wait to follow up until they have time, till they can, until they, you know, when they think about it, uh, when they're in the mood, and this just simply doesn't work because it is such important work. It, it really deserves to have a priority in every working day. And then the third strategy is using a CRM. I can't preach that enough. It, it's a it stands for customer relationship manager, and in a nutshell. It is a computer program that keeps all your contact and follow-up information. If you're not using a CRM, you're making it so much more difficult than it needs to be. So those are the three strategies. Mindset, make it a priority, and use a CRM. Just do those three, and it will change.
0: It will change, improve your business. All right. So I already know our listeners have some questions for you. I can feel it. So the first thing is, to you said change your mindset about following up. What specifically, what, what are the things that you see with your clients? What are the top areas in, in mindset that you constantly have to help them with? Okay. Well, the first
1: one and foremost is fears. There's a lot of fears associated with following up. Pushy, rejection, feel like I'm bothering them. And I don't know what to say or how to say it. And what happens is if we get stuck in our fear, the end result is little or no action. And so what I want you to, the mindset shifts is that follow-up is not heavy. People, they have a lot of follow-up work to do. They get so weighed down and, and downtrodden. And to flip that mindset, when you have a lot of follow-up work to do, that means you have a lot of opportunity. That, that's all follow-up is. It's opportunities. So that's exciting. That should put a spring in your step, not weigh you down. Not having follow-up work to do means you you have a thin pipeline and there's not a whole lot going on. So you want to get away from that. And then also look at following up. It's nothing more than your willingness to invest in your relationships, be it prospect, client, referral source. Every time you're following up and staying in touch, you're investing. And when we invest well in our relationships – you will have relationships that will create more clients for you. You don't have to go out and generate every new lead, prospect, and client on your own. You know people who will generate more business, and that's what I call your gold mine. But before you can tap into that gold mine, you've got to invest in your relationships. They're like bank accounts. You've got to make deposits before you start withdrawing. And people are just too busy in quote unquote, and this is important work and that it goes back to the priority. What are some of the ways in which you invest in relationships? What does that mean? This is, I say, you can't have a good relationship. Well, I'm going to simplify it. You know how you do it? You stay in touch. And that sounds so basic. You may think that's crazy. That's too easy. But you can't have a good relationship with somebody if you're not staying in touch. So there's, and and you you want it to be a mixed bag of goods. Sometimes it's asking for a referral, asking for business, especially when it's a prospect. Send them a handwritten note. Connect with them on social media. They need to hear from you. You need to invest in them on a regular basis. And it doesn't mean you're investing, you know, every other week or even every other month. I'm all about systems and processes. It's got to be systematized so it's easy. Because if it's not easy, you're not going to do it. It's our human
0: nature. We don't like difficulty. So true, which ties to your second point. Make it a daily priority. I felt some people's shoulders go up by their ears and they're like, oh gosh, I, how would I do it daily? I, you know, you and I both know we do a lot of coaching in this space in the sales area. This right here, number two, make it a daily priority. It's to make it even make it a priority, even if you're only going to do it three times a week. It's like I have clients that I text every day or that they text me every day to let me know whether or not they do their follow up until it becomes a habit, right? And I'm sure you, you teach this as well. It's point it'll actually become a habit you actually want to do it because you'll see results from it so what are your tips on making it a daily priority first of all let's start there any tips there it's about time blocking it's the most powerful
1: productivity time management strategy out there when we're time blocked we're far more efficient so just get it into your calendar your follow-up time like you're booking an appointment and, and really honor that time. Because if you're not honoring that time, you're in essence not honoring the growth of your business. And I don't want that for you. I want that to be really important. It's so funny, Ursula, you, when you said, you know, well, I follow up, some people may follow up two or three times a week. And what I say to that is if you brushed your teeth 14 times on Sunday, are you good? <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not. It, good. It, it needs to be consistent. So if you want your, and here's the other thing, when you follow up consistently and it's a daily habit, it helps level the roller, the sales roller coaster. You know that, you know how that goes. Yeah, for sure. One month's great. And the next
0: month's, it, that's, that's exhausting. It's hard. And so, so is it five days a week? Is it seven days a week? Because I, I know a coach who teaches seven days a week, follow up seven days a week. And that doesn't, people have some resistance to that. So how many days a week do you recommend out of the seven? I say every working day. Got it. Okay, great. Yeah, because I believe in time off and rejuvenating and, you know, that's really important. But it's every every working day. And how much time, because everyone's a little bit different in what they teach, but how much time do you recommend that people put on the calendar? How much time should they time block daily? Well, I
1: say, start out with 30 minutes, because you need your brain time to catch up with it. You know, it's like, so we baby step our way into it. Ultimately, you want to schedule an hour. But you know, you start out with 30 minutes, do that for 30 days. And then it's not a big stretch to go another 30 minutes. Not every day, you're going to need 60 minutes. And but at least you have the time blocked for it. And that in itself is going to give you a sense of relief and order.
0: It's so true. I mean, having it on the calendar. I I remember a client who you know set this commitment for herself, and she was going to make twenty follow up calls every single day because she need like that. She was cold calling, so she could would always have twenty that she could call. And you know, she would text me and say, "I just did it sitting in a parking lot, but I got my twenty calls done. I just did it when after I dropped my kids off at school. I sat outside and I did it. And and she made it a priority. And I think that's the piece that you're really talking about is. Put it on the calendar. Nothing happens until you put it on the calendar. I truly believe that. And it's, you know, you're hearing it from Wanda. She's an expert in follow-up. Take this advice because (laughs) I'm never going to forget that. I can't imagine brushing your teeth 14 times on Sunday and then not doing it any other day. And it's true. Like then, you know, you have this, these ups and downs in your sales cycle, which we all want to avoid. Beautiful. Now, here's the other question. So people get people like as humans, when we don't want to do something, I'm sure you've heard everything in the book as I have, Wanda. Some of the pushback I'll get as well. what I, you know, what time is the best day, the best time of day to make calls? What do you recommend? I recommend the time that you
1: can get it into your calendar. And I suggest you do it as early in the day as possible, but not so early that you can't make calls. I stay away from 1130 to 130 just because i I want to get the person and I don't want to be calling uh, during lunch hour. So I, I don't make follow-up calls between 1130 and 130. But other than that, it's getting it done because you're right. People trip themselves up. Well, it might be too early or no, they're in their day or no, it's the end of the day. And, and we, we think we know what's the best time for the other person. And we don't know. The, you, you, the only thing you're responsible is taking the action. You can't control right. the outcome. That's just so good. take the action and just make the follow-up call and
0: get our email, text, whatever it is, just do it. Right. I see something similar. I say, do it, the, the time you're actually going to do it during the day. <laughs> when when will you make the? Because because people are different throughout the day. I do think I agree with you. I think earlier in the day is better. What's interesting is at sales camp we typically do it from eleven thirty to twelve because be, for the sole reason of people will push back and tell me that that's a bad time to do it. And inevitably though, they, people will have results in the room, so it'll bust through the belief. So I'm not I don't advocate that that's when they do it. I recommend they do it earlier in the day. But I want to prove to them that you could. Any time of day will work, except for the middle of the night, right? Like, don't do that. Don't do it after work hours. But find the time that you're actually going to stay committed to it and, and you know, get the results. And once people see that they're going to, they actually get a result, then of course, as you know, they're more, more likely to do it. So the other question we get lots, and I want to hear, I love your feedback on this as well. How many times should I call? And I'm also curious about how many, like, what's the most amount of times you've ever followed up with a prospect? Oh, I followed up with a prospect. She was
1: really super interested in what I, in my services. It took me 11 months and 17 contacts to get in for the first meeting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing is, is you systematize it so that you're, you know, what a system is, it's a planned method of working. So it doesn't matter who the prospect is, how many times you've called, if you're tired, if your spouse upsets you, it's your system. It, so all that other stuff doesn't matter because that's what you follow. And, you know, people say, so how long do you follow up? And I always say a year. And they go, what? A year? Well, when you have your systems in place, it is not hard to do. I, I guarantee it. It's not hard to do. But people get tripped up. As you know this, not only 10% of people make three or more contacts. And it's because... Right. Yeah, because they don't know uh, the ninety percent uh, make. So what that says is ninety percent make zero, one, or two, and it's because they don't know how to follow up,
0: and they they don't know how to or keep track of it, and that's where your systems right. and processes come into place. 11 months and 17 contacts. That's a good one for everyone to remember because, and the truth is, and this is what Wanda's really saying as well, right? Like you you follow up until you get them on the phone, until you schedule an appointment, you follow up or until you get a yes and no or a next step. If you get a clear no and it's a real no, it's not a, you know, I'm making it up. No, then you're done, you know, move on. But if you're like, it's the next step or you're, you're moving it along, you got to keep calling and it's worth it. I mean, I've shared how we had a client or not a client, an employee back in the day. I had an employee who called Honda Corporation I think I don't know probably a hundred times and he left voicemails and you know he finally sent her that a cactus and she called him back so it was that creative piece which I know I want to ask you about that too Wanda you you send a lot of cards and I love getting the cards from you Any recommendations on, you know, if you're trying to break into an organization or even to work with someone, should I send something to them? People ask me that all the time. And what should I send?
1: Yeah. I mean, you want, it's about capturing their attention. If Every time you're contacting them, it's about the meeting. Can we meet? Can we meet? Can we meet? That's where it can get a little pushy. So at some point, the follow-up will turn into staying in touch because you don't want them to forget about you. And that's where the creativity comes in. Again, it's cards, social media. Maybe you send them a marketing piece or a mailer. If you've gotten to know them a little bit, send them something of value or interest to them. And it, it's just a whole array. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a toolbox.
0: I call it the toolbox. Yeah. Great reminder. And you mentioned CRM, Customer Relationship Management Tool. Any that you really like? A couple that you would recommend? Yeah. Well, if you've always want to know what I use, which is PipeDrive, P-I-P-E, Drive. P-I-P-E, Drive. I
1: use that. There's there's hundreds and hundreds out there. And that's a whole conversation. That's a whole coaching session, CRM. What I can say is it's less is more, simpler's better. If it's too complex, too complicated, you're not gonna use it. Because we don't like difficulty. Inherently we don't,
0: we stay away from it. Right, cool. Great. So that ties us to my last question is uh, if people want to get more from you, I know you have some great next steps they can take with you, Wanda. So please tell us if they wanted to connect with you directly or what else you have to offer our listeners. Yeah.
1: So I'm a speaker and, you know, I speak to networking groups and business organizations. So if you know of any of the brain speakers, that's great. And then I also teach workshops and I have two coming up July 28th in Cardiff, which is San Diego. And then November 2nd, which is in Capistrano Beach. you can go to my website follow up salesstrategies.com and sales and strategies is both plural. And then I also have a free guidebook if you on my website if you'd like to get that as well. Excellent. And how can they email you or contact you directly? Yeah, I'm at Wanda at follow com, and my number is 858382.
0: 1952. Awesome. Well, Wanda, I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And, you know, sometimes we have listeners who, you know, maybe they're having some of their best days in business and some who are having their toughest days in business. But for someone who's having their toughest day, I just want a 20 second piece of advice from you. What's your best advice for someone who's having their worst day in business? Don't give up. If you believe in it and you have a
1: vision, don't give up. And bad days are part of the process. If it
0: were easy, everybody would be doing it. (laughs) So true. Awesome, Wanda. Thank you so much for being on our show today. You're welcome. Thanks, Ursula. My pleasure. And I want to thank everyone who's, who's listening. I know we have listeners all over the world. And if there's anything we can do for you, please reach out to us. The Belief Zone red carpet book launch is coming up September 13th in Minneapolis at 6.30 p.m. Um, The information will be on our website, salescoachnow.com. So please, please check it out. Come out and join us live. We'd love to see you. We have sales camps coming up in New Mexico and Minneapolis this fall. You can also check the website for those. And if you haven't downloaded our freebie yet, we have a cool gift on the website. You have to scroll down to the middle of the page. So just scroll down. It's called Sales Secrets of the Top 10%. It's our video series, and it's our gift to you. It's a $497 value. So, definitely grab that. And again, we want to thank you all for being part of our Sales Coach Now family and just encourage you to make this your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at SalesCoachNow.com. That's SalesCoachNow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.